atheism is institutionalized fear. Not just a fear of God, it is a fear of truth itself. Atheists fear the implications of truth. Truth leads to God, but it also leads to the end of their reality. Atheists seek an intellectual safe space. They call this position they occupy, atheism. They have designed it as a bulwark against truth, but they cannot combat what is true with anything other than a religion. Atheism is not just a denial of the God hypothesis. Nor is the latest manifestation of atheism a consequence of the logical absurdity of its premise. Of course, as we know it is impossible to prove a negative. They cannot prove God does not exist. But we ought not be under the mistaken impression that atheism was ever about manifesting an absolute and categorical rejection of God. This kind of position cannot be adopted without embracing a reality as total as the one God created, but in mirror image. Regardless of how absolute the atheist position became, they were faced with a quandary. They had put their faith in naturalism, but once they embraced a naturalist reality they had no path to substantiate their assumptions. One cannot reject God without rejecting truth. The naturalist worldview gave them two avenues to explore. Atheists could admit they did not think God existed and make atheism a personal choice, or they could, as they came to do, declare there was no viable path to the verification of God. As naturalists it became common to assert all evidence of God was circumstantial and inconclusive. However, not even this position proved the security from attack atheists needed. Asserting no proof given was sufficient to achieve the threshold required to prove God exists, required atheists to discredit the argument made. This posed a risk to the atheist well-being, and they are first and foremost motivated by a desire to find a safe space. Modern atheists have learned to position themselves in a safe space called denialism. Atheists deny the claim that God exists has been proven. The modern atheists merely make the claim that Christians have made a claim which the atheists, by his atheism, proves the claim unsubstantiated. After all, if the claim that God exists was proven then there would be no atheists. This argument has proven to be the unassailable fortress that atheists have sought. That it is a hypocritical and deceitful position is irrelevant. It avoids the need for atheists to debate, defend anything or offer any evidence or proof beyond their own position as an atheist. If an atheist exists, argues atheists, the arguments for God's existence are proven, inadequate. But is changing the minds of an atheist the responsibility of Christians or even necessary to prove God exists? It was remarked that atheists had created an irresolvable problem adopting a naturalist position. The naturalist position is that nothing can be proven. Every proposition is contingent and open to dispute and modification. Therefore, by the terms of naturalism it is impossible to prove anything beyond a certain, limited threshold that leaves room for doubt. Atheists claim God's existence is not proven, while asserting nothing can be proven. They are not claiming God's existence is a hypothesis that would be provable were it true, they are claiming no one can prove God exists because empirical evidence is never absolute. By definition, any proof of God must leave room for debate and argument or it would not fit into their naturalist worldview. But this is tantamount to admitting were it proven God exists, naturalism would no longer be tenable. But there are even worse problems with the metaphysics of the atheist, for metaphysics is what naturalism is. Atheists cannot even define existence within their naturalist framework. Existence is a metaphysical state and incapable of empirical substantiation. 
Atheists can do an experiment that proves something is there, but they can never get to the point where they can tell us what is there, behind the phenomenon. The point we are making here is that natural reality, as something which can be empirically verified, does not exist. At least natural reality does not exist as something which can be known. Atheists demand we prove God exists. They do this in a natural reality that cannot be proven to exist. The demand of atheists is bizarre to say the least. They want Christians to do what they have proven to be impossible in a naturalist framework. Atheists have no legitimate right to demand we prove God exists, because there is literally no substantial reason for assuming he does exist. If God does not exist, then what? There is no secondary choice, no alternative reality to slot into the place where God was. There is in fact, no reason to suppose God does not exist. Naturalism gives no one an encouragement to think along naturalist lines. Atheism is a totally incoherent and non-viable position based on an inherently unprovable naturalism. Yet, there is more. Atheists claim the world is physical and material. We know this is, even from the perspective of atheistic naturalism, an unsubstantiated and unsubstantiable claim. But to even say there is a reality or a truth or a reality such that God is absent, is to make a metaphysical argument. Metaphysical arguments are not permitted in naturalism. The whole point of the naturalist worldview is the claim all metaphysical arguments and statements are invalidity and meaningless. Needless to say, this claim is itself a metaphysical statement. Naturalists know of only one reality. Everything in natural reality is connected. This thinking spills over into their sociology. Naturalism argues for cultural relativity and the need to be non-discriminatory and inclusive. We are all related cosmologically, but the naturalist worldview cannot include Christians. This is a constant problem for naturalists. They preach a message to Christians that is in direct contrast to the experience of Christians when engaging with atheists. Everything atheists say and do negates and denigrates Christianity. When liberals say naturalism is about free speech, inclusivity, live and let live as a philosophy, cultures are relative and we are all part of one great universe and so on, Christianity always stands outside of their hypothetical reality like a sore thumb. Christians claim reality is created and truth is absolute. This position cannot be made consistent with naturalism. Liberals claim they support free speech, but the speech of Christians is diametrically opposed to everything liberals support. They do not want to hear us. Homosexuality is a sin or a choice, but it is not both. But this antipathy to Christianity is far worse and deeper than even atheists understand. There are a lot of religions and philosophies that are not liberal in the conventional sense of the word, yet liberals are able to reconcile their often radical beliefs with the broad outlines of liberal philosophy. Islam is considered one of the three monotheistic religions. It is dogmatic in ways that make it and liberalism incompatible, yet they have a working relationship that liberals find impossible to extend to Christianity. This is not simply bigotry or hysteria against the Christian church. Islam is no less antipathic to homosexuality than the Christian church. There are innate differences between Christianity and Islam and liberalism that makes Christianity a pariah in the schemata of other religions. Christianity is a dilemma for atheists in a way that other religions and philosophies are not, because Christianity is inherently different from all other belief systems. To understand this is to reject various simplistic and exception-prone methods of cataloging paradigms. 
the old dichotomy between religions and atheism is highly flawed. The definition of religion easily includes atheistic naturalism and excludes Christianity. The problem itself is artificial. Atheists, for their own reasons, claim religions are philosophies grounded in a belief in God. This is an untrue proposition. Even if it were true, it is not that the person believes in God that is important. It is more significant which God the person believes in. To lump Christians in with which doctors, ball worshippers, or Aztecs does not speak of serious scholarship. The oft-repeated claim that atheists only deny one more God than Christians is an implicit refutation of their conceptualization of reality into a division between religion and atheism. Hindus do not believe in one more God than atheists. Christians do not just accept a different God than Hindus. The issue was made clear in the Bible 2,000 years ago. The Greeks had an altar to the unknown God. The early Greeks understood that, regardless of how many gods one rejected, there was always the possibility one more existed, that was not yet known. These arguments may be confusing because they are philosophical, but they are largely irrelevant to the main argument, anyway. Atheists do not reject one less God than Christians, because one cannot reject what is not known. At best, the atheist position that there is no God in their conception of reality. But to say God does not exist is anti-intellectual, unempirical, and philosophically absurd. To personalize this absurd philosophy by making verification about the atheist and the powers of persuasion of a Christian is even more childish. The atheist's ability to reject a proposition has nothing to do with the merits of the proposition. The atheist's willingness to deny the arguments for God has as much significance as a six-year-old's ability to deny any time for bed is acceptable to him. But even the naturalists claim that Christians stop short of rejecting one more God than those rejected by atheists assumes all gods are of similar substance. Which is not an intellectually substantial proposition. Atheists could claim that by not knowing the answer to 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 they have only rejected one more answer than has been rejected by we who say the answer is 4. Rejecting answers is not inherently rational. It is more significant that atheists have failed to recognize the right answer, preferring to reject all possible gods than trying to understand the differences between them. It will be demonstrated that the god of Christianity cannot be logically rejected. Truth requires more than people who reject the question because they do not have the capacity to seek the right answer. Naturalists prove they cannot prove anything to be true. But they think this gives them the right to be the arbiters of what has been proven. No one needs to talk to atheists for long to realize their biggest problem is a God delusion. If we compare how atheists talk and how God speaks, there is not much difference and a lot that is comparable. Even their claim they as atheists no good from evil sounds like something God would say. Atheists' statements to Christians sound as if they are writing the Ten Commandments. But in all the things atheists say and do they are bedeviled by a single fact they fail to comprehend. At root they, and all religions, are inherently evil. Atheists cannot prove they are not evil and so cannot prove they do not have the same substance as all religions. One indicator atheism is a religion is that they sound like the Old Testament God. The Old Testament was a monograph on the law. What God proved to us, through Israel, was that the law was an imperfect vehicle through which to seek perfection. By law is meant an ethical system. But it is worse than just living by a set of rules. A law is just words without the physical means to enforce it. Atheists are not just rejecting God, 
they are rejecting all resolutions to the problem of evil. Evil is a cost externalized onto society and future generations, this requires a power disparity between oppressed and oppressor, but more importantly, the imposition of evil requires law and a lawgiver, otherwise there would be anarchy. Even the expropriation of wealth needs to be done in a somewhat orderly and systematic way. We can call taxation and other forms of expropriation quasi-legal but without some sense of legal justification, resistance would rise to untenable levels. People have to think the extraction is legitimate otherwise it becomes viewed as an intolerable evil. This is why the state exists and why its formation and legitimization is always accompanied by pageantry. The fanfare is supposed to give the state a sense of legitimacy. If your existence depends on scamming a large number of people, you want to make your presence and your actions appear as normal as possible. This may seem to take us a long way from justifying our claim that atheism is a religion. But religion is first and foremost a way to legitimize evil by making it legal. People follow Buddhism not because they must but because of an association they make between the imagery of Buddha and what is right or legitimate. People seek legitimacy through the law. But they cannot gain it this way. The rules formulated by Buddha and other religions seem to give legitimacy to the state or other group. We are justified by the group to which we belong. A religion is nothing more than an ethical system, it only needs a god if the god is the source of the ethical rules. The lawgiver can be a guru or seer or politician or even an artificial intelligence. The source of the law is less important than the ethical system and its ability to give us a sense of legitimacy. Why this is important is because atheists claim there is no evidence for God. What they mean they are not getting their legitimacy from God. But though they claim this rejection of theism does not impose any obligations on them, the legitimacy they embrace is common to them all. It is in the very definition of atheism and the way they argue. Atheists declare there is no God and deny there is any argument that legitimizes belief, therefore an atheist is person who gains legitimacy from natural law. Atheists are naturalists who believe all law is secular in its origins and justification. It is natural to assume and predict that because atheists are naturalists, they must embrace secular law and reject all theology and theocratic sources of law. In short, atheism regardless of what an atheist may claim, is a religious paradigm. A religion gives legitimacy by justifying a legal system and lawgiver. Gives followers a path to legitimacy by virtue of the ethical rules it legitimizes. Gives the religious a platform from which to flaunt their legitimacy. Permits the ethically minded to virtue signal those of other religions. Creates and strengths patterns of obedience in followers. Turns the follower into a supporter. Turns followers into the enemy of competing religions. Helps isolate the follower from the legitimizing feature of competing religions. Requires an investment in legitimacy not easily abandoned. Atheism is an ethical system. Ethical systems are systems of laws based on a lawgiver that gives the legalist a path to legitimacy. Law can be modified and expressed in different ways, but religions never rise to the level of being a moral system or a faith-based theology. There is only one member in this class of things, and that is Christianity. So long as a route to justification is based on following a set of rules it is a religion. The rules of atheism are embedded in secularism. That there are other religions that are not secularist does not preclude atheism from being a religion. Religion is a word, it has a definition, and it has features not associated with a faith-based system. 
the definition of a religion is a method of legitimacy based on a body of rules and a rule giver. Atheism meets this threshold of what a religion is.